Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. Today, Jordan Peterson talks about the secret of men's mind that women need to know. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. Like eye contact in a situation where there's a possibility of finding a sexual partner is a very important component of that because eye contact indicates interest and it also indicates, at least in principle, the possibility of approach. And so approach is, a, is dopaminergic mediated and it's a positive emotional state. And that's also why, interestingly enough, if you go into a pharmacy and there's a rack of magazines and there are, what's on the cover? Always, almost always. Beautiful woman, like on 50% of the men's magazines, there's a beautiful woman and on like 100% of the women's <laughs> magazines, which is really interesting, you know, because you might think, well, why is that? Well, and the woman's eyes are always looking out in a way that they're looking at you. So it's an invocation of interest. And so, you know, magazines evolve. All the ones that don't get bought fail. And so what's happened is they all converge to the same point. And the same point is the thing that's maximally interesting to a magazine purchaser is a beautiful female face, whether it's male or female. Now on the male side, there's also gadgets of all sorts. So, and that may be because men are more gadget oriented than women. So anyways, and we also know that, for example, with men, if you show them, this is a funny little study. So you show them the face of a beautiful woman and her eyes are looking that way or this way, or they're looking right at him. You can check the activity in the dopamine energetic center in a place called the nucleus accumbens, which is the same place that cocaine hits. Face on eye contact, that thing lights up. It lights up even more if she's wearing a red dress. So what's the point? The point is, uh, the point is that a beautiful woman, the attention of a beautiful woman is, of course, very, um, you know, attention drawing for a man. And of course, all girls know this. Um, or at least most girls, especially from the age of 18 to 23, they know this. That's why women are like rock stars from the age of 18 to 23. Because of this. Because pretty much all men are interested in them. So, there you go. <laughs> right, and you can get the same kind of lighting up with a red curvy sports car. When I read that was the perfect situation is like a beautiful girl dressed in red, perched on a sports car with some cocaine. <laughs> Women have co-evolved with ripe fruit. It's very Indeed. Sneaky of you, by the way. So that's why you know that you just have to leave through a women's magazine and the lipstick is always associated with like apples that are glistening in some way or a peach or something like that. And we're, we were primarily fruit eaters. And the reason we have color vision is to detect fruit, ripe fruit. So what's the point? The point is, look at, look at me. I'm, I'm the fruit, you know. And that's, I mean, it's about right, you know. So there it is. Okay, shitting time. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit all the notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian and Tom M. Go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios books. Shilling is done. Let's continue. And so part of the reason that, also part of the reason that fruit turns red or colored when it ripens is because 
The fruit that was successfully eaten by creatures that distributed the cisk seeds was the fruit that was ripe when it was eaten. And so as the color vision evolved, maybe there was a red tint for God only knows what reason, then a positive feedback loop developed and fruit got redder and redder. And at the same time, women capitalized on that. So that's partly, I think, what explains the association between Eve and the apple in, in, the, in Genesis. Yeah, what's the, what's the point of Eve and the apple? Well, Eve is the apple, right? Because what is, what is the point, okay? The fruit is what distributes the seeds of the tree and has helps it to reproduce, right? Women are that, like, they are the reproductive channel as well, right, for men, right? With the girl, you can then reproduce. And obviously, you want a ripe fruit. You want a girl that's young. You don't want a girl that's older. And why? It's not because you're an evil man that only is interested in old in, in, in younger women. You're You're interested in younger women because it's more likely to have a child with that girl because she's more fertile at a younger age, right? These ripe apples are also more, fer- more fertile, right? So it's direct correlation. It's very cool, actually. Because Genesis is also a story about gaining sight. So, yeah, so that's why red. So that's pretty funny. I really think that's pretty funny. So, you know, evolved mod- evolved sensory significance is absolutely everywhere you know and it's so deep inside of us oh yeah 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 red's a significant color but i think i mean and it's funny too because say say there's a flushed face well that means it's infused with blood it's also a sign of health it's also a sign of sexual arousal but it is a sign of health right and this is why blush is a thing but there's more to this that's actually why paler skin right? Why, you know, a lot of men find paler skin attractive. Uh, they call, they, they used to call it, quote-unquote, fair. It's because you can see the blush, you can see the health more clearly, right? Now, of course, darker skin is an adaptation to sunlight, right? So you don't get cancer, like skin cancer. But anyway, let's continue. And actually, people with darker skin, they tend to age slower, because they're more resistant to the sun. So girls with fairer skin, they tend to have shorter, attractive lives, but they burn brighter, right? Whereas girls with darker skin, they maybe are less attractive, but they're, they're attractive for a longer period of time. So it's, that's why both of these morphs exist, right? Okay, let's continue. And so you see, in, in old coke ads from the 1930s, the girl's cheeks are so red that, you know, it looks like she has a fever. So it's, it's often, it's a form of sexual signaling that indicates uh, health. So th- Even the poses that the girls are in, right? Like with the elbow up like that and so on. It's a very open body language, pointing towards you, blushing, red lipstick. Like it's all indicators of I want to have bedroom fun with you, right? That's another part. I mean, these are multiply determined, right? It is anything as complex as vision. Yeah, and blood means, hey, maybe don't go there. Or maybe it means there's something to eat, right? And so out of chaos emerges this first form. It's the feminine form. It's partly the form that represents novelty as such. So, and, and on one hand it's promise, on the other hand it's threat. That you wouldn't believe, and I don't know, because I don't know, I, I don't understand the situation with women as well as I understand the situation with men, obviously, being a man. I don't know if women have any idea how paralyzing they are to especially young men. Very large number of 
my clinical clients, but also young men I've talked to in general, are absolutely terrified of women because they're terrified of being rejected. Indeed. That's a very, very common thing, especially with younger men. Men that are not proven. Men that are not successful yet. And absolutely true. And approach anxiety is huge, right? And what does it stem from? Well, it stems from approaching the wrong girl and then the tribe kills you, right? The, like that other tribe or whatever. You know, the, the boyfriend kills you or whatever. That's, that's what it actually stems from, approach anxiety. It's a real fear and you have to really risk to have bedroom fun. I mean, nowadays it's not so big a risk, but it used to be a much bigger risk. And the terror exists in precise proportion to the retraction to the woman, which is a horrible paradoxical situation to be in. It's often why men make such fools of themselves in front of women that they're attracted to. It's because, first of all, they don't see the woman that they're attracted to. Because what the hell do they know about her? Th that, that's right. They don't see her as an individual. They see her as bedroom fun, right? They see her as an object. Um, but there's more than that. Um, the reason, like, like the reason why women find confidence in men attractive is because he must have gotten past this. He must have already been selected by another girl, which is why he's not nervous, which is why I should be attracted to him. Uh, confidence is a sign of pre-selection and women use these heuristics to choose men. Okay, let's continue. They don't see her as an individual. They see her as the manifestation of a judgmental ideal. And then it's only in establishing the relationship with the actual woman that they can start differentiating between the judgmental ideal and, and the actual individual woman. And that also requires a sacrifice. And the Indeed. sacrifice is you never can have an ideal woman. So to have a relationship with any woman, you have to sacrifice the relationship with the ideal woman. And you have... The, yeah, that's, that's actually true. In fact... All relationships are this. You have to understand that nobody is perfect and you have to sacrifice the ideal or, the, or perfection. You have to sacrifice it for the reality of the situation you're in. That's, that's absolutely true. That's true in general. You have to see the individual woman and separate her from the ideal. And that's the same thing that happens to the hero in Sleeping Beauty, right? He sees the evil queen who actually turns into the dragon of chaos. And it's not until he can... He can defeat her that he can establish a relationship with the actual princess well that's that's that describes the hero's journey perfectly right to become you, you as a man you become the kind of man that can slay a dragon and in doing so that's when you get the bedroom fun, the children with a beautiful woman. That's, that's when you get it. You get it when you earn it. That's what these stories are saying. It's not necessarily about saving that specific girl. No. It's actually about becoming the kind of man that can slay a dragon. Okay, here, the Templar's Oath. The, the Knight's Templar. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. Be brave and upright that God may love thee. Speak the truth even if it leads to your death. Safeguard the helpless and do no wrong. This is your oath. That's the Templar Code, right? But notice, those honorable ideals, what are they actually saying? Be without fear in the face of your enemy. Be brave and upright. These are the strong masculine qualities that make a man able to slay a dragon. You see the idea? 
And that's exactly the case. I had a one of my clients who ran this men's group, which was quite interesting. One of the things they had the initiates do, which was very intelligent, was to go out and ask 50 women in one day for their phone numbers. Why? Politely, properly, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it was a game, but it wasn't a stupid game. And the idea was, get over your fear of rejection. Get over your approach anxiety. That was actually in, uh, in uh, PUA books, right? Actually, it's funny, because Jordan is referencing the early 2000s pickup artist movement with what he's, what he's saying. He's telling on himself. Very interesting. So he's clearly aware of, of the PUA and the RP for sure, based on this. I mean, he chooses to go his own way, right? He has his own opinions on, on relationships, but he is RP adjacent with, with this statement here. And how do you do that? By encountering it yes. continually and yes. continually and continually. Okay, let me quote a famous expression. The only man who doesn't lose is he who doesn't play. And if you don't play, you can never win. So that's just how it goes. So that you're no longer paralyzed by this. The degree to which the terrible part of the world manifests itself in your life is proportionate to how insufficient you are. And we don't know the full extent of that. If you got your act together completely, maybe all the suffering would disappear from your life. Or at least maybe all the unbearable suffering. And maybe all the suffering or the unbearable suffering from the lives of people around you too. That's exactly it. As a man, when you become a truly strong man, a strong, competitive, successful man, you have the ability to raise up all your friends, all of your family, all of the people around you. You have the ability to raise them as well. And you already know that because there are people that you'll go to in a crisis that you can rely on and you know they'll help you. And you wonder what the world would be like if you were like that and everyone else was like that too. We'd have a lot fewer crises. And the ones that we do have would be a lot more manageable. And so when people say, well, why is the world so rife with suffering? One answer to that is because we're not yet what we could be. And at least that's an answer that we have some control over, right? You're not going to negotiate directly with Mother Nature, but you might be able to put yourself together a little bit and see if that works. At least it's that's under right. your control. Yes. Well, here's the decomposition of the, of the fundamental archetype. The dragon of chaos differentiates, on the one hand, into the feminine. That's the unknown. And the feminine differentiates further into the negative feminine than the positive feminine. The negative feminine is the reason for witch hunts. It's the reason for, you know, there's a whole group online called Men Going Their Own Way, M-G-T-O-W. That's a very interesting group. Again, if Jordan knows about MGTO, he knows about RP as well. That's without a doubt. Again, as I said, he told on himself, and by referencing MGTO, by referencing them, he has clearly stated that he knows. He's read about it. That's for sure. He knows group to go study. There's lots of them. I don't know how many of them there are, and most of them are older. Many of them are men who've been through a particularly horrifying divorce for one reason or another, and they're, they've had enough of women. So they, they tell the young men that they're teaching, never have a permanent relationship. Never share your territory with a woman. Never share your possessions. Make sure you never live together, and don't stay with one long enough to enter a common law relationship because you will be stripped of everything that you have. The female has been manifested in their life only as the negative archetype. And they've got that confused with all women. And that's partly, you know, you got to ask yourself if you... Again, Jordan's argument is not all women are like that. And actually, the sad part is, they are. 
But, but, you as the man, if you're the kind of man that can slay the dragon, you can keep that at bay. All women have the gun. It's a matter of whether they'll shoot it at you. That's the point. And sadly, you need to be, you need to have the stronger shield, right? Because otherwise you're not going to reproduce. And you can go that way. But many men don't find happiness in not having family, right? So, and this is why we have passport pros, right? We have, we have the men that are literally like, women in the West, they're too toxic, they're too cancerous. I'm going to go to a different country, right? Not realizing that women are the same everywhere, right? Sure, they have cultural differences, right? And they're more pleasant in other countries. But if you're not the kind of man that can slay a dragon, you're going to get spun around like a top no matter where you are. You know, the mythological story is maybe if you made the right sacrifices, you wouldn't have so much trouble with women. Indeed. It's a good question to ask yourself first. And, and I would also say, you know, if you're a woman who has trouble with men or you're a man who has trouble with women, it's not the women and it's not the men. It's you. Yeah, that's right. That's called taking personal accountability, personal responsibility. Absolutely. Societies tilt towards monogamy across the world. It's human universal. Now, that doesn't mean that people don't have polygamous or polyamorous tendencies. They do. Because they certainly do. Especially men. And it's certainly also the case that one of the women, ways that women gerrymander this system is that, like, the number of children who are in a, say, say you're married and you have children with your husband, but you also have an affair. So you have a child by another man. That's more common than anyone suspected. Yup. And this is why we as men, the rule is no male friends. He doesn't have those. She doesn't hang out one-on-one with men. Like, we don't have the, the, the work friends. We don't have the, you know, the online, like, dating profiles. We don't have Instagram. We don't have none of that. That's why. So part of the way, way that women solve the problem that you're just describing, and I'm, and I'm not saying anything for this or against this, this is a purely factual biological claim, is they pick a monogamous marriage and they cheat with high-status guys. Now, you know, obviously in the confines of the marriage, that's a terrible thing, but... That's a very uncomfortable subject, though, <laughs> for women in particular. Well, it's an uncomfortable subject for everyone. Right. But, but It's a but terribly uncomfortable per- subject. They, they don't like the idea that this is a common thing. That women choose a safe man that is willing to be monogamous with them and perhaps maybe they're above him in a social class or in uh, sexually. And then they'll cheat with yeah. someone who is... Uh, yeah. Um, so here's the thing, guys. This is why I say you need to have experience with women. Because you don't want to be the guy. You don't want to be the guy who the girl is 35 plus, she has an end count of 50, and she marries you to be the safe bet, and she goes and sleeps with somebody else. That's why you need experience as a man. Exactly because of this. Because girls that have high end counts, girls that are alpha widowed, they're going to cheat. And you need to not be in a relationship, especially a monogamous marriage relationship, with those women if she sees you as chad everything goes better if she doesn't see you as chad no point in being in any kind of committed relationship only if she sees you as the top ideal the best man ever in her life if she sees you as that man 
if she's if you're the best she's ever had that's when you're okay if you're not the best she's ever had you're never okay which means you shouldn't be in a relationship in a serious relationship with that girl at all friends of benefits only yeah, well it's ca- it's common but it's not the norm Right, it's still right. the norm not to do that. The norm right. is fidelity. Right. But but there's plenty of exceptions. And this is enforced monogamy, culturally, yes. the norm. This yes. is the, well, the, the very definition Well, enforced of it. monogamy is this. It's like, okay, so my son's getting married in, in September. And so so let's say he comes to me in a year and he says, hey, dad, guess what? I've had three affairs in the last year and they've all been successful. I haven't got caught. Aren't I a good guy? What am I going to say to that? No. What the hell are you doing? Literally. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. That's right. That's enforced monogamy. Enforced monogamy meaning the people around you try to guide them in a way that you think is going to lead yes, to it's, it's, harmonious. Well, here's the thing. If you're not monogamous, you're going to cause instability in your relationship. Girl being not monogamous is an immediate end to the relationship. Guy not being monogamous is going to cause crazy arguments and fights, if not a destruction of the relationship. Some girls will tolerate, you know, cheating once, cheating twice. And then they're gone. You can't create a stable family unit. So you have to be with a girl that you're okay compromising with. That's the thing. If you're not okay compromising with that girl, being monogamous with that girl, you shouldn't be in a relationship with that girl. Just be friends with benefits and have multiple girls. You can do that too. Yes, it's built deep into the cultural norms. And if that starts to destabilize, then there's trouble. And that doesn't mean that it's not prone to all the problems that you laid out. Look, there isn't a bigger problem than successful reproduction. It is the big problem. And all of the solutions that we've generated for it are full of flaws. Like here's an example, the gender pay gap. Okay, there's no gender pay gap. There's a mother gap. There's other reasons too, but women really take a hit when they become mothers. Okay, that's unfair. Fair enough, man. What the hell are you going to do about it? It's not just that though, right? And this is what also... I'm sorry to interrupt you here, yeah, but this okay. is what's one of the things that I wanted to bring up, but I, I kind of lost track of it. You, the misrepresentation of you mirrors the misrepresentation of the gender pay gap because it's a convenient misrepresentation that upon further inspection and, and understanding, you realize there is no gender pay gap. The gender pay gap, when people discuss it, that don't understand it, and I've had... Yeah, so gender, gender pay gap is literally just a, a choice gap. Women choose to have children... They choose to work less. They choose to be less competitive in their fields and so on. They choose it. They choose it because they want to be better mothers. They want to be part of that family unit. They prefer being in that arrangement. And there's no problem with that. That's the actual problem. The problem is that they construe the gender pay gap as a problem. It's not a problem. The problem is in saying it's a problem. Women choosing to be mothers... Women choosing to take care of their children instead of working like a, like a man does. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing bad about that. In fact, it is the pragmatic decision in many families. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad about it. But womanists want to say, oh, women are so oppressed. They get paid less. No, they choose to be good mothers and, and then, yeah, and then the argument is why should they be punished for it? Where they, sh- they, they shouldn't. They should be with a strong man who can pay the bills while they do that. And the women that make that good choice, they end up happy. And the women that don't make that choice or are single mothers and then they, you know, they also want to work and have children at the same time, well, of course they suffer. 
what do they do? They take child support or whatever. They ruin the life of a man to be able to, to survive, right? Rather than just be with a man and be the wife that you're supposed to be. Anyway. These conversations with really intelligent people that just listen to what's in the news or read some very quick article talking about this problem that we have. And they assume that a man and a woman are working the same job, but the woman is unfairly paid 79 cents to the man's dollar. It's not true. That's not the case. It's not not close to the case. The case is women choose different professions that don't pay as much. They work less hours Mm -hmm. and they oftentimes get married and have children. Mm -hmm. And because they have children, they take paternity leave and they make less money. They they make less money because of that. So it's about 10 reasons or 20 reasons for the for the gender pay gap right one of them being motherhood but there's a whole slew of them but it's men never work more discussed. dangerous jobs men work outside men are more likely to move but it's never discussed it's well, discussed that's because as people if, don't like multivariate problems well, it's they not want, just that it's a it's a willful misrepresentation of a reality right. yes it and i think is. it mirrors this willful misrepresentation of where you're where you stand mm-hmm. and i think yep just like Olivia, you know, she mentions how Jordan is like this evil, evil man. Like, no, he's not. He's not a movie villain. He's just not a hyper right-wing womanist. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to be a conservative. It's okay. It's okay to have a different belief set. It's okay. It can happen. What's wrong is saying that it's a bad thing to have that different viewpoint. Who was it? Um, um, I disagree with your viewpoint, but I'll fight to the death your right to disagree with me. It's a very important concept, that concept. Because without being able to speak, you have nothing. All right. We're going to end the video there. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Agent on Tom M. Just click more in the video description. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Books. And of course, go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash blog. Thank you so much for listening, guys, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.